It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Capital gains tax is going up in an emergency budget. So how long have you got to take your profits at the current flat rate? Vince Cable is in, but his mansion tax is out. What do the new tax policies mean for house prices? And what will happen to tax relief on pension contributions? Will higher rates relief disappear in 50 days? All of this to come in an FT Money Show Coalition Government Special. I'm Matthew Vincent. I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with my colleagues from uh, FT Money, Alice Ross. Hello. And Tanya Poli. Hello. And our special studio guest, Chris Groves, partner at the international law firm Withers. Hello. So let's start with the money news. The formation of the new Conservative Liberal Democrat coalition government has resulted in agreement on a radical package of tax reforms, one of which will see capital gains tax raised from its current flat rate of 18% to rates similar or close to those applied to income. In other words, up to 40 or 50% for some. So with an emergency budget to be delivered within 50 days, tax advisors have warned that there may be only a few weeks for investors and property owners to realise gains at the lower rate. Some portfolio managers are already reviewing their private client portfolios to realise capital gains at the 18% rate, and many expect clients to sell assets. Um, Alice, could this tax rise really come in as soon as 
the emergency budget? Well, it's definitely possible. I mean, there are three scenarios for when the tax rise will take place. Um, the first one is that it will come in from next April, as most new tax rises do. Uh, the second is that it will be introduced in an emergency budget, so possibly from the end of June. Now, that is actually an unusual circumstance for a tax rise to be just introduced in the middle of the year. So that that would be pretty unusual. The other, the third option that would be even more unusual is that there's been some chat that they might even backdate the tax rise to this April. So people would have to pay uh, backdated tax. Now that, I mean, Chris, maybe you've heard something about this, but people were suggesting to me that that might actually be some sort of violation of human rights if they were to do that. So maybe that's the least likely option. I think there has been speculation in the past when the government's introduced tax raises, um, which have taken retrospective or retroactive effect that human rights arguments could have been raised. But Mm. they haven't been, I think, ultimately primary legislation will stand, notwithstanding Mm. the Human Rights Act. I think that it's very unlikely that any capital gains tax raises would be backdated, Mm. principally because the way you raise money in the short term is by giving people notice of an increase in rates for capital gains tax so that they trigger gains now and realise them and pay tax on them. Right. If you increase rates without notice, people will hold on to assets because it will be inefficient to realise gains in the short term. And another thing that someone was saying to me was that, I mean, they, they get so little money in from the capital gains tax anyway. I think they're predicted to get £2.6 billion this tax year, which in the grand scheme of things really isn't that much. So backdating it a few months wouldn't, you know, wouldn't really have much value anyway. So um, the, the idea is that it's going to be a political move, kind of seen to be introducing fairer, you know, tax uh, rates for income and capital gains. But do you think that it could come in immediately in the emergency budget in June? I think it's unlikely, or less likely. Um, we've never seen an increase in capital gains tax or income tax rates outside the end of a tax year before. Mm. I think it's much more likely that they're going to wait to April to introduce it. As you say, it's not going to raise a significant amount of money mm. anyway, and it does seem to be much more of a political decision. The paying less tax than my cleaner is the one that seems, still seems to rankle particularly with Nick Clegg. <laughs> so, um, so all of these investors that are selling their capital gains uh, investments right now and kind of fears that it's going to change in a couple of months, they're probably being a little bit hasty. They probably have quite a lot of time to, they'll have until next April to sort out their portfolios, you think? I think in the current level of uncertainty, it's always prudent to take some action. Mm. But whether or not it's prudent to realise again that you would not otherwise have realised or sell at a time when the economics aren't right, um, maybe somewhat hasty. It's worth remembering that you only pay tax on a profit. Mm. And the profit is the most important thing. And there's that old phrase, never let the tax tail wag the investment dog. Indeed. It's probably quite apt in this case as well. Yes. So not quite uh, so much of a rush as uh, as it may have uh, uh, seemed to be the case uh, earlier this week. Thanks very much for that, uh, Alice and Chris. And uh, if you'd like to know more about uh, what you can or should do uh, ahead of a capital gains tax increase, look out for Alice's article in FT Money with this weekend's FT and online at ft.com forward slash money. Still to come on the show, will the Conlib Coalition scrap higher rate tax relief for pensions? First, though, tax and property. The forthcoming increase to capital gains tax is also expected to persuade certain buy-to-let property investors to sell up. Now, this may depress prices of mid-market properties in many areas, according to state agents, but it may improve supply for buyers. 
One agent said it could give London uh, the supply it has been crying out for over the last 18 months. Property chains could also be freed up by news that the Liberal Democrats' mansion tax on homes worth £2 million or more has been dropped. So, Tanya, I'm trying to work out whether this is good news for home buyers or bad news for homeowners in terms of prices. I think if we if we take just the fact that there's been the launch of the Con Lib Dem coalition, that's definitely good news for those homeowners who already have mortgages because it's probably more likely the fact that we've got this kind of stability of government that interest rates are going to stay lower for longer. Um, so that's definitely one um, source of good news. Um, I would say in terms of the introduction of um, a possible increase in CGT, um, Obviously, it was bad news for um, landlords, and they're obviously going to be looking to sell up. But actually, this then has a knock-on effect um, for people who are looking to buy or kind of homeowners at the moment. So for home buyers, you, we're going to see this increased supply of properties come onto the market. So those who haven't been able to find the type of property they want or have been priced out in the market, we're going to actually probably see prices come come down lower as a kind of imbalance between supply and demand eases somewhat. So actually, it's probably quite good news for those people who are looking to buy at the moment. Um, obviously, we'll have to sort of wait to see how quickly house prices do come down if that does come into effect. Um, is that something that you're, you think is going to likely to happen, Chris? I, know, I think there's a closing window opportunity, particularly for second-time owners, buy-to-let owners, who have seen their capital gains tax rates drop over the last few years from a maximum of 40% down to 18% in 2008. We now seem to be at the bottom of that curve. So again, perhaps a useful time to take a profit, which will only serve to increase the supply. Yeah, it will be actually interesting to see what second homeowners do, because a lot of people out there are saying, actually, second homeowners are probably in it for the long term, so they might not actually come out there and sort of sell up their properties, um, just because they tend to somehow often actually turn their second homes into their first home and retire. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how much of an effect it does does have. But I think landlords will definitely be looking quickly to kind of maybe sell up. Um, it, one good thing, though, I mean, it might help first-time buyers as well, um, because obviously first-time buyers have obviously found it quite hard to get onto the market because buy-to-let investors tend to buy up um, similar type of properties, like one, two-bedroom flats. Um, so it could definitely be a bonus for them. I was talking to, uh, to one agent yesterday who was suggesting that the uh, uh, the mansion tax not happening will also benefit people a long way down the sort of property scale, including first-time buyers, because fears of possible mansion tax, I suppose, when the Tories were talking to the Lib Dems mm-hmm. and Vince Cable was being lined up as possible Chancellor, stopped people transacting at the sort of two million level, which meant that people lower down the chain couldn't move. Do you think it'll make much of a difference, or did, it, did anyone really think the mansion tax was going to come in? I have to say, I think everyone was pretty um, hesitant on the mansion tax. I don't think very many people actually thought it would be a policy that came in. I think even um, in within their own sort of Lib Dem support, it really wasn't actually um, a policy that was favoured by many. Um, so I'm not sure how much um, the mansion tax obviously will, will have played effect in the in the property um, market at the moment. Um, obviously, the, the scrapping of HIPS, um, which both um, Conservatives and Lib Dems um, actually have included in their manifestos, that will definitely um, help ease up um, the supply as well, I think. Yes, uh, on that, uh, HIPS widely sort of loathed by people trying to uh, sell their homes. Um, when is that expected to come in? Do you think that there could be a, a delay while people sort of just wait for this to come in before they put properties on the market, or is it not going to make that much difference? Um, you won't have to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm renting at the moment, so I don't, I don't have to. I, I had to do a hip um, mm-hmm. when I sold the last place, and it, yes, it, 
irked me as much as it irks everyone else, I suspect. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how, how quickly it's going to be a policy that they actually implement. Um, it's obviously something that the Tories have talked about um, frequently and campaigned against. Um, I don't know. I think if, you, if you're looking to sell, you probably... It's, extra 500 pounds so i think you probably would it's more those people who are kind of not quite sure if they want to sell um they're the ones who really have kind of seen hip as a kind of a bit more of a oh i probably won't bother um so we're going to probably see um it once it is removed a bit more of these kind of um would be buyers come onto the market or would be sellers come onto the market and i think as you as you pointed out at the very beginning it's it's, it's mortgage rates that are really going to probably have the the greatest uh influence of all. Thanks very much for that uh, Tanya and if you'd like to know more on uh, the coalition government's tax policy and how it affects property but also uh, what's happening to uh, mortgage rates and in particular loan to values, uh, look out for Tanya's articles um, on our website at ft.com forward slash money and also in the money section of this weekend's FT and finally today, pension tax relief. In the seven-page, 11-point policy agreement between the Conservatives and the Liberal Democrats, there was one notable omission. No mention of tax relief on pension contributions. However, it was there in black and white in the Lib Dems election manifesto. They said that they would limit all tax relief to the basic rate for everyone. Now, financial advisors fear that scrapping higher rate pension tax relief uh, will mean that millions save less into their pensions. But uh, who will win this argument, Chancellor George Osborne or Chief Secretary of the Treasury, David Laws? Um, uh, Alice, do you have any inkling as to what will happen to higher rate tax relief? Well, in the short term, it's really difficult to say because, as you say, there was no mention of it made in the document. The Conservatives do not have plans uh, to scrap higher rate pension tax relief. So we have to assume that if there is a disagreement and it hasn't been, it obviously wasn't a big issue informing the coalition government. We have to assume that the Conservative uh, rule will probably prevail. That said, there is a growing feeling among a lot of pension advisors that higher rate tax relief just isn't going to survive for that much longer because you know, the government needs to make cuts generally over the next few years. And higher rate tax relief on pensions is kind of seen as a as a, a relatively easy one, despite the fact that, as you said, uh, there's a lot of arguments to say that cutting higher rate pension tax relief will have this kind of knock-on effect on pension contributions for, um, for general people as well, basic rate taxpayers as well, because it's just going to affect the kind of the way that pension saving is viewed in the country. So it is problematic. But I, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't foresee people kind of scrambling to um, quickly make pension contributions right now ahead of a, an expected complete, you know, scrapping of higher rate tax. So again, no need to, to rush. But just taking your broader point about um, this being a tax relief that is unlikely to, to last too much longer, we're, we're not just talking about high earners who've already been hit uh, with restrictions on their pension tax relief. We're talking about people who pay tax at, uh, at 40%, which of course um, you know, comes in much lower down the down the pay scale, 40,000 odd uh, odd pounds. Um, I mean, Chris, do you do you agree that pension tax relief is is going to be addressed in the next, if not if not now, in the next year or so? I think it's one of the things we've already seen a erosion of the higher rate tax relief for those earning more than one hundred and fifty, one hundred and eighty thousand um, pounds. If we look at the, you, you take a step back and try and look at the policy of it. The government, um, as a general idea, wants to encourage those people who would otherwise be dependent on state benefits to invest into their own pensions to take them out of out of benefits. And by 
giving relief to basic rate payers, you would seem to hit that constituency. The higher rate taxpayers are going to be more likely to take care of themselves, come what may. Um, and so it's a fairly, looking to the long term, you would have thought it would be a fairly obvious target for um, increasing revenues. On the plus side, uh, though, in terms of uh, pension savings, one good thing that seems to have been said is that they're going to scrap this rule at the moment where you have to buy an annuity at the age of 75, which has particularly annoyed, I think, people with larger pension pots because, uh, you know, if they're forced to buy an annuity at age 75, then they can't pass down their pension money to, uh, to you know, their children when they die. I mean, they can, but the tax penalties are just ridiculously kind of penal. It's about 82% or something. Um, so they have said that they're going to scrap this compulsory annuitization rule at 75. So that seems like good news for those with larger pension pots. I think so, yes. I mean, it certainly caused consternation to providers of annuities who may see their, their business decrease. But for people with larger pension pots who are faced with a choice of paying a very large inheritance tax bill or taking their chances as to how long they would live with an annuity... It's a much more, it's a very welcome move. I think the Conservative Party, historically, and from a policy point of view, is much more inclined to allow people to pass assets on to their children. You see that with their, their contingent intention to raise the inheritance tax threshold mm. to a million pounds. Um, and they, they say that this could be looked at as part of that. Of course, it does remain to be seen what they'll do about the inheritance tax charges on what is left over in your pension pot. Mm. There's certainly uh, some good news then for, for people who have been saving large sums into their pensions. Um, well, thank you both very much uh, for that. And for more on uh, the pension rules and uh, what you can do now, look out for our guide to the government's tax policies in FT Money with this weekend's FT. Well, that's all for this week's FT Money Show. Remember, you can find weekday news updates on our website, ft.com forward slash money. And you can read and comment on our latest blog posts at ft.com forward slash money matters. We'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me, Tanya, Alice, and our special studio guest, Chris Groves from Withers. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.